It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mehich and myself, Anthony Citadino. We are your hosts and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may get your podcasts. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a lot to get into. And we're so happy to be back with you guys after a long weekend. But first, this episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring. Launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of Blue Nile diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, everyone out there listening and spending their time with us. Ben and I would like to thank all of you out there for tuning in whenever you may be listening. We hope that we are able to give you your Wizards fix each time you tune in to listen to us. Guys, we just witnessed the game of the year for the Washington Wizards. I know all of you out there listening saw it. Ben and I are going to talk all about it. The Wizards just beat the Brooklyn Nets for the second time this season. Fourth win of the year, 149 to 146, with such a ridiculous ending, an absolutely insane ending. Eight points, eight seconds. Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, Garrison Matthews with a huge heads up play. Ben, my brother, we have so much to discuss about this classic. How hyped were you during the ending of the, of the Brooklyn game? I mean, we were on the phone talking and neither of us could really figure out what the hell was going on because it all happened so quickly. I mean, they scored eight points in what, 12 seconds or something like that? Eight points in eight seconds. Right, exactly. So they were down five. They Bradley Beal got the ball. He was. It looked like he was just going to shoot a pull-up jumper. He was shooting it outside of his, his range, really. Mm-hmm. He's not a deep three-point shooter right. by any means. And he pulled up from like 30 feet, drilled it, and still they were down two. So I was like, all right, I mean, great shot, whatever, moral victory. So then Garrison Matthews makes that heads-up play. He's the unsung hero here. And, of course, Russell Westbrook gets that three caps off, his best performance of the year. I mean, it's right up there, I think, with some of the best regular season games that I've seen in terms of just absolute ridiculous finishes. And hear me out on this. I'm not going to take anything away from the Wizards. This is obviously an incredible win for them, much-needed win. The last time they beat Brooklyn, kind of got – some grace from the basketball gods too because remember Kyrie Irving missed the game winning shot Kevin Durant got the rebound had a wide open mid-range jumper which he makes 99 out of 100 times and he missed it so the Brooklyn Nets you know the Wizards have their number they played really well I think Russell Westbrook whether or not he'll admit it he obviously you know plays with a bit more intensity when he sees Kevin Durant on the court we saw that on on, uh, on Sunday night uh, Bradley Beal had turned around second half. He played really well. And then we saw players like Mo Wagner really step up and uh, probably made a play for more minutes going forward. So all around an outstanding win for the Wizards, only their fourth one of the year, but their most impressive one of the year. And hopefully they can carry the momentum. And we saw Bradley Beal get off to cut kind of a slow start in the first half. And he looked a little unenthused. His second half spurt. What did that mean to the Wizards during this win? Well, I mean, to to kind of just piggyback off your first point, it was kind of disappointing to see him 
honestly kind of pout. And I mean, he sat on the bench away from his teammates, it, it, it got some attention on social media. The Wizards were competitive at that point. That's why I was a little confused. Like they were in the game despite him playing bad, yet he was still seemingly upset. And I don't know, maybe because he was having an off game, he wasn't scoring the ball, whatever the case may be. But obviously the season has been frustrating. I can't really put too much blame on him for being upset, but it was kind of, you know, I, I raised an eyebrow seeing that. But um, this this kind of shows that Bradley Beal is capable of closing games. You know, he's not a player that's going to be defined by a first half. I think he's a player who needs to start hitting those clutch shots to really make a name for himself as some of the, as one of the best players in the league. And he, and he hasn't really done that throughout the course of his career. That shot was was one of the biggest of his career in terms of you know the, the box office type of shot, the the highlight play, and then Russell Westbrook hits that shot. And and it was nice to see both of them have a good game because usually it's Brad having a good game, and we're still worried about Russ and, and his contributions or vice versa. And now you know the Wizards saw that when their two All Star caliber players are playing at the level that they're capable the Wizards could be competitive so all around this is a much needed site for the Wizards right Ben along with that we saw some huge improvements from guys like Mo Wagner Ish Smith Garrison Matthews your take on those guys and what they did throughout this game obviously we saw more Mo Wagner really really step forward and add that spark off the bench and Right now, a lot of people are out there probably questioning, should this guy be starting? What do you think about these guys? Here's the deal, Anthony. With Thomas Bryant out, is there anybody on this team that's a shoe in for a starter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Robin Lopez starting as if he's not, no disrespect to him. Has he really earned that position? Has he played better than Mo Wagner? I don't think he has. Has he played better than Alex Lund? I don't think he has. I mean, here's the deal with Russell Westbrook, too. He plays a lot better when they're spacing on the floor. We saw that with Mo Wagner. As like weird of a combination as that is, it works. Like Mo Wagner and, and Russell Westbrook feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. Robin Lopez, as much as we joke around, like Robin Lopez shooting threes, take a shot. And, you know, in all likelihood, you don't want him shooting those shots. But Mo Wagner is a capable pick and pop player. He can space the floor. It creates opportunities for Russell Westbrook to drive. And we saw that on Sunday. Russell Westbrook was getting to the basket. He looked healthier. For him to be the Russell Westbrook we know he can be, you need to have spacing. So the more Mo Wagner, the better. I think it's time for them to start. The Wizards are, are 4 and 12. You need to start your best players. All right. Mo Wagner is their best center right now. Robin Lopez, with all due respect, has not lived up to expectations. He hasn't been the defensive center that they hoped. There's no reason. I don't think that they should start him. If they're just doing it for the sake of continuity, I'm not sure what they're making of it. But tell us back to you. What do you what do you think? Do they keep rocking with Robin Lopez as a starter? Or do you think Mo Wagner's kind of earned that right? I'm 100% with you, Ben. I think Mo Wagner should get the start at this point. Younger, faster, quicker, more of a spark off the bench. Robin Lopez could be that vet guy coming off the bench. Also add in Alex Sun coming off the bench. But right now, I think Mo Wagner has proved that he should be starting, obviously, with a TB that is uh, that has been injured. I think that he he showed so much in this win. He, he, he played so, so well off the bench. I mean, given that spark, 17 points off the bench, five rebounds, and shooting ridiculously efficient, seven for eight from the floor. So, Ben, if Mo Wagner is able to start for this team, um, Scott Brooks puts Robin Lopez to the side, says he, you know, he, he wants to have him come off the bench. Now we're looking at, you know, Ish Smith coming off the bench, being that primary, you know, backup guy. Howell Neto is right there. He'll he'll switch those guys off. But for for guys that we're talking about getting more minutes, Ben, you've been talking about them since pre, you know, since preseason, since training camp. Garrison Matthews, the first what nine, ten games, he wasn't seeing any any sort of action, and now he's closing out games, Ben. Him as a closer, we we obviously saw him make a ridiculously like a ridiculous heads up play to uh, to really to 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 pass off the ball to Russell and then seal the game for these guys. Garrison Matthews going, you know, go, moving forward. Do you see him as a uh, capable closer? Because it looks like it. Anthony, I absolutely adore Garrison Matthews. Like. Think about it from a coach's perspective or even from a fan's perspective. There's not a way you can look at this player and not absolutely love everything about his game. He is hyper-efficient. 
right? He's a player you can count on to knock down the open jump shot, but he's not just a great shooter. Garrison Matthews, as he showed on that last play when he passed it to Russell Westbrook, his defense is, he's a really good defender and his, his on-court awareness is fantastic. He had two, don't forget, that, that wasn't just his first steal on the inbounds. He had two of those where he stole the ball and he had a wide open layup when he stole it. He's a player who knows where to be. He's, he's always there. He's the right person at the right time. He's He's a player that's really taken advantage of the situation. We've seen guys like Isak Bonga, Troy Brown, with all due respect, he hasn't really gotten much playing time. But when they have gotten playing time, they haven't taken advantage of that playing time in the sense that you they've stolen the minutes and they've earned future playing time. Garrison Matthews has done that. He's made himself undeniable to Scott Brooks. At the beginning, Scott Brooks was hesitant to play him. I remember I, I asked Scott Brooks, you know, Garrison Matthews hasn't played in a while. What's your rationale? And he was like, you know, be patient. He'll get his minutes. Well, that patience is over. Garrison Matthews has earned his spot in the rotation. He's earned his spot to close games. And look, he's he's that good. It's not like he's by just by virtue of being one of the only competent players they're going to play him. No, he's he's earned that. He's earned that spot. He's he's a really capable player, and I'm very, very glad that the Wizards are finally utilizing his skill set because with guys like Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, who commands so much attention, players like Garrison Matthews are able to thrive because they're going to get open looks. They'll make the scrappy plays, as we saw. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about his future in Washington. A little bit disappointed that he's not on a multi-year contract because other teams are, are, watching him, are watching him do this. But you know, this is one of those diamonds in the rough that the Wizards got. I mean, look, I, I, there was a trivia question I asked you not long ago. Like, where the hell did he go to college? He went to Lipscomb. Like, he's the only NBA player ever to go there. And honestly, I didn't even know that was a school before, before he got to Washington, to be honest with you. Maybe that's my fault, but... Look, he's a player that no, no, no one really scouted. I'm pretty sure he won undrafted, and the Wizards yeah. got something here. Right. And Wizards fans all over are probably wishing that Garrison Matthews had that two-year guarantee contract that Anthony Gill is on right now. But, guys, we have so much more to get into about the game against Brooklyn. Russ's impact, how much he really put into that game, and, and some breaking news about the the Wizards possibly pursuing a new GM. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? I know I say this all the time, but the Super Bowl is now set and the NBA season keeps on rolling. There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Tom Brady and the Bucks keep it rolling. And they'll meet Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who look to win their second Super Bowl in two years. Who do you got? It's legend versus legend. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're covering everything you need to know about the Washington Wizards, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you may listen. Welcome back, DC. You are still locked on Wizards with Ben Mahetch and myself, Anthony Cittadino. For everyone out there listening, Wizards fans everywhere, Russell Westbrook fans everywhere, and honestly, Russell Westbrook haters everywhere out there, let's dive into this, into this game. Let's dive into Russ's huge night. 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, game-winning shot. The haters, I'm talking to you. Ben, you know I'm shouting at them. This guy put up an unbelievable night. This guy came out with blood around his mouth. He, he came out for a big win, and he got one. He played a big, big role in the game-winning shot 
that sequence, that ridiculous sequence that we'll see forever, honestly. An all-time classic. Ben, his post-game comments, I was hurt. I was hobbling on one leg. Now I'm healthy. What do we think about this? Has a huge night. What are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook after this win? Do, 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 does this does this boost you up for the for the season ahead? I mean, it absolutely does, and I feel like you just took a not so subtle shot at me. I mean, last episode we were talking about <laughs> Russell being washed up. Is he cooked? Is he toast? Look, I never thought he was there. I thought the answer was somewhere in the middle. I thought you know he's thirty two years old. He's got a lot of mileage, and he's hurt. He said he was playing on one leg, so I'll, I'll take his word for it. Right. 41 points. Look, he hit four three-point shots. He, he was hitting jump shots. You, you don't expect Russell Westbrook to do that. So that's an aberration that I don't expect to continue. But what I expect to continue, what I hope to see, is him continuing to attack the basket. Because that's when you get the Russell Westbrook that we know and love. Because regardless, he's going to put up great numbers. Look, he had uh, that loss in, in against Atlanta or uh, Houston, excuse me. 19 points, 7 rebounds, or 7 assists, 11. He's always going to put up a crazy number. So the 41 points, that doesn't even do it for me. So be it. You put up great numbers. But the way you do it, that's what matters. He did it efficiently, attacked the basket, and he used his skill set to the benefit of the team, right? It wasn't just him putting empty numbers. His numbers actually mattered. And look, I'll accept what he's saying. He probably was hurt. You can see it in his burst. Most of his points came with the, in, in, inside the paint. He looked like the Hall of Fame Russell Westbrook that the Wizards expected to get when they traded John Wall. I don't know how sustainable this level is because he's playing. I mean, that game was like at a Hall of like a like an MVP level. But if the Wizards can get 65, 70% of that going forward, then that's a legitimate sort of all-star caliber player. We're not even asking him to be an all-NBA caliber player. Give me an all-star sort of level of play from Russell Westbrook and, and and Bradley Beal will get the help he needs. So I know Anthony, you got a hot take on this area. I know you have maybe hey maybe I got I got uh, mud on my face, Anthony. Is that what it is? I got that got my face. What is this saying? I don't even know. You know, I I don't want to say that. I'm just I'm just here so happy for my guy Russ to 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 give Russell Westbrook fans all over hope that hey Obviously, I'm still here. Obviously, I'm still capable of all of this. He's he's coming back from a quad injury, and I get the the I I get everyone just just you know being so done with him at the beginning of the season, him not putting up what he usually puts up because everyone hates him when he's averaging a triple double, regardless of like you know of anything else. He's averaging like 30, 10, and eleven, and people still hate him. So yeah. Right. If, if he's not doing that, people, of course, hate him more. Me, myself, people who 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 have uh, revered Russ for a while and, and, and know what a great player that he is. People that are just, you know, all 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 in on on the turnovers and and the stat padding, quote unquote, um, will we'll always, always be Russ haters. But <clears throat> for people that that uh, enjoy watching him play, enjoy what he does for the game of basketball, enjoy seeing something that has never been done really in the, in the history of basketball. It, it has been a delight to watch. Russell, ha- uh, you know, he showed us that he can still do this. And, and, and like you said, Ben, in the first segment, right, we do think that he want that he probably has a different mindset going up against Kevin Durant every time he faces Kevin Durant, right? And and as he was, and he, and he beat KD, went out there and dropped over 40 on him. And it, it was great to watch. I do think that he has, maybe the Wizards have been just, just putting him out there to play with this injury in mind that hasn't been too big of a deal to him, to, to them. Probably because he could, he, he, he could, this injury could be resolved while, while still being active. It's what I what I am guessing and what we what we did really see because what you said is 100 true. We were able to see Russ again, man, back in the paint, back doing yeah. what he does, back going to the rim, attacking, man. We were able to see it all, and I loved it. And I know you loved it too, man. Everyone, all Wizards fans out there probably loved it. So, so that was great to see. Um, in terms in terms of how he usually plays, we haven't seen that. That this was that was the first time we were able to see Russ be Russell Westbrook again. So Ben, yeah, that was awesome. You know what, Anthony, to me, it seemed like a switch turned when John Wall started barking at Russ 
and they got in that little spot, picked up a double tech. Once that happened, look, the next game, his intensity obviously already picked up in, in, against Houston. Next game against Atlanta, had a couple of nice post-up plays, a couple of drives to the basket, and then obviously the following game against Brooklyn, he goes out and drops 41. So I think something lit a spark. Maybe John Wall did the Wizards a favor there. I'll take it. But you're right. I mean, not even from our sake, from the viewer's sake. I love the fact. I love it for Russ. You can see it in his demeanor. Look, a player that relies solely, like I'm not saying he relies solely on his athleticism, but predominantly he's he's a player that relies a lot on his athleticism, his his leaping ability. So if your quads hurt, it's really hard to do that. He's not a player that can lean back and, and become a standstill shooter or rely on his jump shot. It's never been his game. So he was really just basically immobile. I mean, he, he went, and Fred Katz reported that he went 11 quarters without making a layup. Wow. That's not Russ. Unreal. He's had one, one, one dunk this entire season. Right. So, like, obviously he's been hurt. Maybe the Wizards kind of should have rest, rested him more, but the two-week layoff helped him. He said that after the game. He's back now. So no more excuses for the Wizards. you got a healthy Russ, a healthy Brad, and a rel- and now your roster's finally coming back. you got Rui, Danny, Ish back. How old Neto is going to be back soon? you got a pretty healthy roster now, so no more excuses. I'm excited to see what this team's uh, able to do. But, Anthony, when we talk about injuries, uh, you know our cars are like the players, and sometimes they get hurt. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're taking a spot you don't trust or maybe you're even you know, breaking the bank for the sake of your car. That's why you go to rockauto.com, Anthony. I trust them. And look, they're reliable and they're low price. Why would I ever want to spend twice as much for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but you know what? Get the same wonderful parts that I can always get in other places. It's the best prices with the same professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car. You know what? Right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. East meets West in Locked On NBA Tuesdays. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked On Warriors, and David Rumel, host of Locked On Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day coast to coast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcasts wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, on Monday afternoon, we got a report from Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report that the Washington Wizards plan on making another run at Toronto Raptors basketball executive Masai Ujiri. And Fisher writes, and I quote, that the Wizards are reportedly prepared to make an offer upward of $10 million annually and an opportunity for an ownership stake of his own. So Ted Leonsis is saying, you know what? I'm trying to make a godfather offer for this guy. Anthony, when you saw that, what was the reaction? Because I texted you, I wrote, holy crap. And you said, what? And I said, the Wizards can try and get Masai again. What was your response? Man, these guys are desperate, huh? <laughs> desperate. I, I mean, they're, they're going to, I mean, they're going to offer 10 mil to this guy. They're going to throw away Tommy Shepard after hardly any time of him being, being the GM. As someone who, who wants to believe in a guy like Tommy Shepard, and I know, I know Masai has been absolutely stellar in his career, right? He, he fired Dwayne Casey, the, the coach of the year, right? Fired him, traded away his star player right after that, right? And, and ended up with a with an NBA championship, obviously against that, uh, that hurt Warriors team, but still ended up with a championship. And, and he did, he made unbelievable sacrifices to do this. Obviously, if you're the Wizards and you can get this guy, get him, right? 100% get him. My take on it is, I mean, so far what I've seen from Tommy, I still like him. All of you out there that that are still upset, you know, about the team, you know, up front. I I'm still I'm still with Tommy. I want to give him more time, I guess, uh 
Um, for me, it's 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 more. I I I'll give him like maybe two seasons just to see what he's work. You know, what he's working with and 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 what his plan is, his vision, and all of that. But you know, a guy like Messiah, if, if you're able to 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 grab a guy like him to sign him for multiple years, and obviously with with ownership stake, all you know, <laughs> they're they're really really uh, you know trying to have a heart, you know a, a a big sell here. So. So they want them bad. If you can get them, for sure, get them. Ben, there's a lot of guys that love Tommy Shepard. One of those guys is it's one of our favorite guys, Bradley Beal. And, uh, you know, he's he's our star right now. He is um, the leading scorer in the league. And he has, a, has an amazing relationship with Tommy Shepard, according to to his trainer, according to his teammates, according to really everyone that is around Brad. And, and, and Brad has known him since he was that, what, not 19-year-old who, who came to, to Washington, D.C. after being drafted from Florida. So, Ben, I guess if they do get Messiah, I mean, he's, he's great. He is great. But if they do get him, if Bradley's still here, if if um they don't if his if his plans aren't to trade Bradley how do you think Brad would take that news I guess okay Anthony so here I'm gonna flip it on you really quick for a hypothetical oh, how's so you call me tomorrow and you say hey Ben like lockdown wizards was so fun man I really enjoyed doing it with you but man Bill Simmons gave me a call and he said man come join come do a podcast with me I'd say Anthony you go you go do that podcast it wouldn't bum me out at all right Bill Simmons is an established basketball writer, an established basketball personality, one of the biggest ever. Go for it, right? I'm pretty sure Bradley Beal signed off on a John Wall trade. I don't think they would have made that trade without him, without his knowledge. As much as respect as I have for Tommy Shepard, and I think he's a competent GM. Not only do I think he's competent, I think he's shown to be pretty good. He's made some sneaky good deals. We mentioned Garrison Matthews, Mo Wagner, the Russell Westbrook trade I think could end up being okay. Um, he's maneuvered this roster and done some creative stuff despite not having much cap space. That's all fine and dandy. So he's good. He's, he's a good GM. Let's say that. Masai Ujiri was one of the greatest GMs of all time. He's arguably the greatest basketball executive in the world to the point where the ownership group, these billionaires, think he's worth $10 million a year plus a stake in the team. That's how good this guy is. This guy, is, I can't think of a bad move he's made. So Bradley Beal, Right, you're asking me this question like, is Bradley Beal going to be upset if they, if they, if they tell Tom you got to go because we're getting Messiah in here? Why would you? That's like saying, hey, that was nice. I, I like mediocrity because because it's friendly to me. I have known mediocrity for a while. It's like, no, you get greatness coming in a guy who's shown to be one of the greatest executives of all time. We see what he did in Denver. He won a championship in Toronto. In Toronto, you mentioned that he traded DeMar DeRozan, fired Dwayne Casey. Those are moves that mediocre teams don't make, and he made them because they're winning moves. He doesn't care about relationships because guess what? Basketball is a business, and it's a winning business because if you don't win, you're out. And so far, Tommy has shown that despite these creative moves, Wizards haven't won much, and he's got a two-year deal. He's got a two-year deal. He's on his second year right now. So I think the Wizards are saying, you know, we like Tommy. He's been around for, you know, 18 years at this point with the Wizards. Maybe it's time to go go for the big fish, and I can't blame him at all. First of all, you expect me to leave Lockdown Wizards if <laughs> Bill Simmons gives me a call? Everyone out there listening, let, let me make this very clear. If Bill Simmons called me right now, I don't care who's calling me. I'm sticking with Lockdown Wizards. That's, that, that's my loyalty. I am sticking with Ben Mahich. And locked on Wizards Faithful. Tell you the truth, this is my first podcasting gig. Um, and I, I'm loving it every second. And I I'm not leaving. Not leaving for Bill Simmons, not leaving for ESPN right now. I'll tell you that right now. I'm Someone not. clip this. Someone clip this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Clip it. Clip it. Go ahead and clip it. But right now, I'm sticking with you guys because I love what the I I, I love this wizard season. I love I love the fan base and I and I love working with you, Ben. So yeah, I'm not gonna take that offer from, from <laughs> if he hits me up. But but I, I hear what you're saying. Of course, absolutely. I mean, if if they can go out and, the, and get this guy, if he wants to leave, which will he want to leave? In my mind, I don't think so. 
Why? Why? He's won a championship there. The Raptors are looking kind of bad. Kyle Lowry's is he's out the door soon. Pascal Siakam struggled. It's like your your championship window's gone. He seems right? like he's a, like he's he, he thrives off building and but the, here's the cool he's thing. Probably, go ahead. Here's the cool thing, Anthony. He is a guy who sees basketball in such a way that we don't. We look at it from a kind of a myopic view. We see basketball, the the on the court stuff, and sometimes like from the trade perspective and whatnot. Masai Ujiri looks at basketball and says, how can I expand it, make it global, right? He's one of the leaders in basketball without borders. He wants to make 100%. it a global game. He thinks at yep. such a higher level. Why not take, do that in Washington, D.C.? There is no better way to expand the international aspect of basketball than in Washington, D.C. Maybe, maybe he's listening and I'm selling him on the gig, right? I don't know. But here's another thing I wanted to pitch to you, Anthony. Why does it have to be all or nothing? Because if he does become a part of the Washington Wizards, I assume he's going to be the head of basketball operations. Why not keep Tommy Shepard as GM? Oh, okay. All right. You can do both, right? So you're you're saying, well, that's the thing. Mo, the, a lot of guys come in and they, and they hire their own, own staff, though, right? Yeah, Tommy's been around long enough where I – look, with all due respect to Tommy, I mean, he, he's interviewed with multiple teams. He interviewed with the Hawks recently. I didn't get that job. I'm not saying that he wouldn't get another job, but like he's been in Washington for a couple of decades now. I could see a situation where Masai comes in and says like, look, you know, this place, I'm obviously going to be the person who makes the decisions, but Tommy can make some calls. He's I would love that. I would absolutely I, love that. I don't see why he'd be opposed, but you're right. I mean, look, when a head guy comes in, you usually, you usually clear, you clear the roster, you clear the team, you clear the front office and the coaching staff, and you build but it yourself. Ben, when, but when Tommy was first hired, you were a big advocate, as was I. As was I. I loved that they kept him. A- after the whole interim status, after, obviously, when Ernie left, and then they made and, then, and they made him, you know, they promoted him to, you know, to full operations. So I loved that move. If if Messiah was able to, to, to be hired and, and kept Tommy as his GM, I think that would bode well for the organization, especially when keeping Brad. I think that would be the, the best move possible. But that's the thing, Anthony. I Tommy, again, has shown to be a significant upgrade over Ernie Grunfeld. He's competent. He has good, he has a good instinct for the game. He's done some good things with the roster and some creative things. But he wasn't their first choice, Anthony, and he wasn't their second choice. He was their fallback option. He wasn't. I mean, they, they offered Masai the job. He declined it. They offered Tim Connolly the job in Denver, declined it. They flew Tim in, right? Because Tim is from D.C. I actually know his brother. Shout out Joe Connolly, former Wizards assistant coach. Flew him in. They wanted Tim Connolly bad. But Tim was like, look, we got a good thing going in Denver. I love I love Tommy Shepard with all due respect to the Wizards. I got to stay in Denver. Tommy was their fallback option. So as much as I think they respect Tommy and admire what he's done for the team these past couple of years, made some bold moves with the Westbrook trade, wasn't their first option, wasn't their second option. So, look, loyalty is a fool's, a fool's pursuit, man, especially in the NBA. You want to keep Tommy around just because he's been around for a long time? It's a foolish thing to do, I think. But that's the thing. Has he been around for a long time? He's years. been a, He's been around for a long time, not fully in control, right? Yeah, but he's second in command. You have to think he's had some influence. I mean, I, I hear I'm you not on saying that. that. I'm not putting at all the blame on Tommy. No, not, I'm not even saying that he's had... Yeah, but he's he had he's second in command. He was Ernie's right hand man for a really long time. He's a different guy. I'm not saying he's the same, but I mean, he's been around for a really long time. Um, look, if you can get a guy, you can get, if you can upgrade at any point in your life, you usually take that route. Right. You they they did that with John Wall, right? They thought Russell Westbrook was a better player, and I think so as well. And so they said, you know what, John? As much as we love you, loyalty is a fool's pursuit in the NBA. We need to upgrade. So they got Russell Westbrook. So I think this this is the same thing here. If you like Tommy Shepard, has been around a while, but sorry. Besides, like one of one. God, that quote you just had: "Loyalty is is a fool's pursuit." Is so sad to hear. It's honestly very in, depressing to hear, right? In the NBA, I think that's true. I think in the NBA that's true because look, Masai has shown that it's true. Because other teams would have said, "Yo, Dwayne Casey, you're amazing. Uh, Demar Derozan, you're amazing. Let's build it. Let's be honest. The Wizards would have built those guys a statue, right? Never in in in." Can you imagine a scenario where Ernie or Tommy would have 
would have fired Dwayne Casey after he won Coach of the Year? There's no shot that would have no happened. No possible way. Signing him so on for... So Ujiri said, look, we've reached our limit. We won the most games in franchise history. But to me, that's not enough because we haven't won a championship. So let's make some changes. And guess what? The year after they won a championship. So that's what I'm saying. Loyalty in the NBA, in the, from the business perspective, you can't put all your chips in loyalty when other teams aren't and they're winning games. So I think the Wizards kind of... Look, they've shown that they're willing to make those tough business calls with the John Wall trade. And look, if Masai's available, you got to go and get him, I think. You definitely have to, if he's available and if he's willing to take the president of basketball operations job, that would be very ideal, I think, 100%. Right? I mean, I just don't, I, I don't think I've really got a, a true answer for, from you. What you think, I mean, you've covered Bradley Beal for a long time, I think, out of his, his 90 year career, I'm pretty sure. Brad, it is. Brad don't care. I'm telling you. I, I, I think he doesn't he, care. He doesn't care. You don't I think, think he loves Tommy. I think Tommy loves him. There's great respect there. But I think if, if you okay. told Brad, okay, okay, if you told Brad, look, we can get Masai Ujiri in there. Look, I, I think you can ask Bradley Beal, hey, who's the uh, GM of the, uh, I don't know, mention, mention a random team, right? Who's the GM of T-Max? He'd probably say like, ah, damn, I, I can't really remember. Everybody knows Masai Ujiri's name in the league. Everybody knows Masai Ujiri's name in basketball because that's what he is in basketball. He Masai, is he, yeah, he is one of the best. 100% he is. I mean, he absolutely is. He, he turned like a, a, a good hand into a better hand, right? He had a great hand. And he turned it into a you know a, a winning hand. So yes, he's he's that that great. And of course you want him. I just it's Here, let me I, flip that on you, Anthony. Go ahead, go ahead. And I have a feeling we'll disagree here. Go ahead. So you you and then look, I think your your worry here is valid. I think Bradley is loyal. He's shown to be a loyal guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in Washington anymore. I think he cares about who's around. Of course, right. right, right. Maybe he probably cares more than I've even given him credit for. So let's say Brad says, man, I can't, I'm not, I'm not staying in DC. You get rid of my guy, Tommy. And, and the choice is look, it's Messiah or Brad. And, and now, and now Ted Leonsis was weighing the options. What do you do there, Anthony? Do you pick Messiah or Brad or you go, Hey, I'm sticking with Brad over or, and Tommy. Messiah or Brad. Messiah. If you are out there listening, man, I know you just brought a championship to the country of Canada. And you and you did big things for sure. Me myself, if I'm picking between a front office executive, between a superstar player, I'm picking Bradley Beal one thousand one hundred a trillion percent over any executive, any coach, any any of this, any of any of this. Bradley Beal is worth more to a team than any than than any, than any really coach or front of, front office executive just because of what it is what the game demands right i mean what was worth more a jerry krause or a michael jordan it proved to be really bad for jerry krause after mike and 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 and, and uh, scotty people left I, I know i'm i'm comparing like super dynasties right now but but also like what happened to the to the cleveland cavaliers after you know lebron james left he was he was not very like happy with with management. And again, we're talking about like great, great players here, but also we're all, we're comparing a, a player like Bradley Beal, who is, who is that good, who there's only, who there's only a very, very small handful of players to, to do what he has done on the court, to average what he has averaged, how to be that, that guy on, on a team to, 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 to bring a, that winning influence to, to Washington. I know like the past two years have been tough, but they have shown that they can win obviously when there's a capable duo and, and, a, and a good roster. So in my mind, Bradley Beal, I'm taking Brad over, over any, any sort of suit, quote unquote suit. And I'm sorry. I, I know that we are suits too, right? We, we talk about it. We, we do all the, we, we do all of it. But when we're talking about basketball, when we're talking about bring, you know, who do you want more on a team? I want the players. I want the super like, and, and we're talking about Bradley. Bradley's a superstar. So yes, I am going to take him over any coach, executive, you know, what, what whatever there really is behind the scenes, because because Bradley, right now he's averaging thirty five a game. That man is a bad man, man. 
Look, uh, that's all fine and dandy, but the Wizards are four and twelve with his with his thirty five points per game. I mean, he okay. scored okay. sixty points and he lost by double digits. Scored forty seven, lost by double digits. That's cool, right? To me, I, I wholly disagree with you because I think you mentioned the players to get those players to scout the right players to build a championship roster. You need a man with look how many how many how many GMs have won championships in the league. How many GMs come and go? Masai Ujiri stands out amongst all of them. He's that damn good. He sees the game on a different level. He scouts guys that no one's ever heard of. He came this close, by the way, to trading for Giannis when no one was talking about Giannis before his rookie year. You're right. You're right. No one knows who this guy. Look at Pascal now. I mean, all these sorts of players, Kyle Lowry, all these players. Look, he knows how to build a championship team. That, to me, is more valuable than a player who's putting up numbers on a losing team. He's a player. Look, I worry, because if the Wizards are going to trade Bradley Beal at some point, I worry, what is the return going to look like? Masai Ujiri is running that team. I have no worry whatsoever. I can go to bed and sleep soundly knowing that Masai Ujiri is going to do what's best for this team and creating a championship roster. Maybe not this year or next, or maybe not even the third, but at some point, if Masai Ujiri is running your team, at some point, it is a guarantee that that team is going to be a contender. He's that good. And with Bradley Beal, that guarantee is non-existent. If Bradley Beal is your best player on your roster, there's no guarantee you're going to compete for a championship. There's no. But with Masai Ujiri, when he's, that, when he's the head executive of your basketball operations, there's almost a guarantee that at some point, your team is going to be competing for a championship. And I'll take that. Because your window for winning a championship, very small in the league. And I hear you on everything that you just said. You made some great points. But Masai Ujiri... He won a championship in 2019 during a year. I'm not yeah, taking any. The, uh, I'm not uh, going to take anything away. No, no, no. I'm not, not going to take anything away uh, from okay. the Toronto Raptors. I'm not, I'm not going to because they are champs. They, 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 they are 2019 champs. But we look back to that time. We got to hurt Kevin Durant. We got to hurt Clay Thompson. Benjamin Hitch, my brother who I've been watching basketball with forever. Messiah made some great moves, and he did it. He got to the finals, and that says enough. It does. But if those players were were healthy, those, I mean, barring any injury, which that does not matter now, I'm just saying that he probably won't have the one title but still have the one finals appearance, right? Which is that that great. But but still we won't know. But obviously he he has he has that ring and he has that credit and we give him that credit because he deserves that credit. I just want to bring that up just because how great the Warriors were. We all know how great the Warriors, how Warriors were, right? Dare you. Right. How dare oh, you. stop, stop. You know how great they come on, come on with that. Anthony just said, I don't want to take anything away from them before he takes everything away from the guy. No, 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 no. I'm just, I just brought up injuries, people. People, Anthony, I'll say this. I brought up injuries. So that's all I brought up. Both injuries. I'll say this, Anthony. Was one of the best shooters ever? (laughs) One of the best players ever. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll say this, Anthony. Go ahead. ahead. Before those injuries happen, did I call the Raptors winning a championship? You did. You did. did. And we were out at a bar, and you were a little intoxicated. And, 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 and yes, you called it. And I oh. stuck with that. But here's the deal with that. And I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. Injuries happen in basketball. Should have, would have, could have, you lost. And guess what? We can do the same thing on the Warriors' part. Kevin Love got hurt. Kyrie Irving got hurt. LeBron went to the finals alone. He was playing with Matthew Delvadova, right? You're true. Oh, Chris Paul got hurt. 2015. Chris Paul got hurt. There we you go. This all day, right? Guess what? The Warriors lucked out with injuries too. And to win a championship, you need some luck. And the, War- and, and the Raptors had some. There's not a team in the world that didn't. Here's, the, here's where I'll throw back to you. Masai Ujiri got a first-round pick for Andrea Bargnani. Made the Norman, Norman Powell trade. He became a quality player in the finals. Drafted Pascal Siakam with the 27th overall pick. Resigned Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry before winning a championship. Let Dwayne Casey and, and Dorison go. Got Nick Nurse and Quiet Leonard. No one knew who Nick Nurse was, one coach of the year. This is a guy who makes sneaky moves, builds them over time, and guess what? If you give him enough time, you got a championship, right? He did it in Denver. Before he left Denver, remember, that Denver team was hyper-competitive. 
they had nobody. He made some really solid moves in Denver. They were hyper competitive with him. He said peace out, won a championship in Toronto. He's that good. I'm not taking that championship away from Masai. It's the first one in franchise history. It was an impressive, impressive championship. Look, the, the Raptors are struggling right now. They lost some players. Um, I, I think if he is to jump ship, Washington would be the place to be. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because he just took all the all the accomplishments away from this guy. How dare you? I absolutely <laughs> did not. Messiah, if you're out there, Messiah, your jury, if you're out there, I did not take your championship away. All I did was just bring up some some impactful, you know, injuries on the other side. But you're right, Ben. He made all these moves. He did. He he made he made all all the stops to really bring his team to that next level. He made all the great signings, and yes, he got a guy like Kawhi Leonard to 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 really lead that team to the end, which they did. Right? Even Steph, you know, Steph Curry, Draymond Green were out there with, with a great Warriors team. I know they didn't have a Kevin Durant and a Clay Thompson out there. But still, that Kawhi Leonard still w- was able to get, get it done. Guys like Fred Van Vliet stepped up, and I mean, obviously Kyle Lowry, you know, played his butt off. They all did really, really well. And Masai, he took the chance and he won. We look back to that finals. Honestly, the only thing I think about uh, of that finals from Messiah Ujiri is is that I don't want to swear, but that a hole of a cop trying to like trying to restrict him from the court while Kyle Lowry is pulling him on the court. And then there was a lawsuit that sprung off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was absolutely absurd that that even happened. He is, he, he, he's one of the top members of the organization and he had to deal with that during, during a championship win. That's yeah, ab- I understand, like uh, to this day that that's absolutely um, unbelievable that even had to happen. Yeah, and and that's the thing, man. Um, Masai was a household name before then to basketball fans and people were absolutely infatuated with hoops. But that bummed me out because I was like, I saw his new his name in the headlines and like CNN. I was like, man, this guy. There's so much more to Masai than this, and it was so unfortunate. It obviously, speaks to the injustices that you know, people of color have to deal with, even when they're supposed to celebrate one of the most biggest accomplishments of their life. A hundred percent. Undermined. It's undermined 100%. by that. So that's unfortunate. But to kind of segue from Masai and to wrap this podcast up, Anthony, we got we got Portland coming up on Tuesday. Anthony, today, if you're listening to this podcast, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, known to kind of go at it here. Oh, well, they go at what it. Do what do we got as a one final prediction here, Anthony? Do we do we carry this momentum on, stun the rap, stun the stun the uh, Blazers, and keep this rolling, or are we kind of get gonna get back to earth with with against the Blazers here? Wizards fans, the District of Columbia, Tuesday, February 2nd, we're going at the Portland Trail Blazers. And yes, I think the Wizards are going to bring that same intensity. I I am here to tell to, to tell everyone that yes, Russ is going to bring that same intensity. Of course, Brad will as well. Hopefully, we're we're able to see more of Mo Wagner. And who knows what we'll see of guys like Ish Smith. And, and Rui and Howlnetto step up because Rui still, he's, you know, he's coming back off of COVID leave and, and, and everything else from the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season with his eye injury. So we don't know what really like his, his, his ceiling is for this season. So we're waiting on that still, Ben, right now I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very excited to, to see this, this Portland game. I'm saying that they're, they're going to get a win. They're, they're going to get on a, on a nice winning streak here. They just played the Nets. They just battle. It was such a battle, man. And, and, and they're going to enter this game. I know Portland's a tough, tough team. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony, you know, Ennis Canner. They got a lot of great guys in their squad. And um, but so do we. And uh, a lot of fighters, too. I, I know the Wizards. Right now, they have the worst record uh, statistically, winning percentage-wise. But guys, let's not fear because they're only three games away from the from the Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers, who are 
seventh in the conference. So let's not worry about the East because the East is not that good as we always know. Ben, I'm positive going into this game against Portland. I'm saying a win. And then, and then obviously after Portland, we got a bit of a road trip coming up. One, two, three. We got four games coming up on the road in Miami and Charlotte in Charlotte and Chicago. So I think that we end uh, our homestand with a win in Portland. How about you? Um, The biggest, obviously question always with the wizards is going to be their defense with Damian Lillard on the other side of the floor. Russ Westbrook has a huge task out of them guarding Damian Lillard because if the defense is bad, they got guys like Robert Covington, Gary Trent, who can get hot quickly and then really blow the game up. Uh, and obviously, we know Damian Lillard is a player that can give you 40, 50, 60 on any given night. So I'm worried there. So if they, cut, if they compete more defensively than they did against uh, against uh, Brooklyn, you mentioned Rui getting his legs back, Denny getting his legs back. Maybe they'll start to get more comfortable. I think they I think they could beat Portland. Portland's also undermanned. Yusuf Nurkic is out. CJ McCollum missed their last game. So they're undermanned. Washington has a good chance at beating Portland. And look, we're going to get an intense Russell Westbrook. And we know when he's intense, he plays his best basketball. He'll go out there. He'll want to prove Damian Lillard uh, that, that he's still an elite level point guard. We know that those guys have beef. So I'm excited about that. And like you said, we got we got games against Miami coming up. Charlotte's a winning game, uh, a winnable game, Chicago. So if the Wizards are going to turn this thing around, now's the time to do so. So Lockdown Wizards fans, we appreciate you listening. We're back. But better than ever, Sajiri might be a wizard in the future. Who knows? Bradley Beal may not. We'll we'll stay tuned and figure that out. Anthony, you got anything else before we sign off here? DC Wizards fans, we love you. We appreciate you. We always love rocking with you. But before we leave, this episode was brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sustainable sourced from Botswana. Ten design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th. And you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. DC... We love you so much. We appreciate you. We can't wait to come at you again tomorrow, Monday through Friday, Lockdown Podcast on the on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Please tune in all the time. We love your feedback. We love coming at you guys. Ben, this was a great show, man. We uh, we were able to give everyone, you know, some 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 intel about you know the GM situation and such a classic. Do you got anything for these guys before we sign out, get ready for this game against Portland, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum? Hey guys, go get your engagement rings, man. Go go mess around. Go do something crazy, man. Sustainably sourced from Botswana. Go crazy, guys. There it is, Botswana, guys. But guys, for sure, we love you. We appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your night, your day, whenever you may be listening to you. We love you, and we can't wait to come to you again tomorrow. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.